Welcome to Women Over 70, Aging Reimagined, and dedicated to silencing the chatter about what women should and shouldn't be doing as they age. Here to bring you stories about women in their 70s, 80s, and 90s, women who are leading inspiring lives that make a difference to themselves and others, are Catherine Marino and Gail Zalitsky. Hi, I'm Catherine. And I'm Gail. And we are delighted to welcome you to today's episode of Women Over 70. As you know by now, our signature is featuring women in their 70s, 80s, and 90s who are leading lives that illustrate inspiring ways to learn, contribute, and make a difference as we age. The 30-minute conversation with our guests is not scripted or rehearsed, although we will focus on several things that we've agreed upon in advance. Today, we're delighted to shine the spotlight on our guest, Cheryl Cornell, age 72. Cheryl, who says she is semi-retired, is leading a very active life with her consulting, traveling, volunteering, grandmothering, and finding other ways to enjoy her, her life. Cheryl's career path has led from teaching elementary school to being a bank vice president to, for the past number of years, leading her own consulting business and effective communication skills with focus on presentation skills. Cheryl has had opportunities to recompose her life several times in exciting and fulfilling ways. So we're eager to hear from you, Cheryl, about how you've gone about restructuring your life and the philosophy you live by in your work and personal life. So welcome, Cheryl Cornell, to Women Over 70, Aging Reimagined. We're excited to be in conversation with you. Thank you. So, Cheryl, let's start by having you tell us briefly about your various career paths and emphasizing uh, what you do now. Well, I started out doing things in multiples of 11, which means that I was, I was a sixth grade teacher for 11 years, and I was on the negotiating team in both in Michigan and in, uh, in Oak Park is where I taught. And then after getting a $25 a year raise for two years in a row, I thought maybe I would move on. And I thought about doing something completely different, which was banking. So I went into banking, and I had to sell myself with the idea that I had the maturity and the communication skills, and all they had to do is teach me the technical part, which they did. And I was in the treasury uh, services area, which is corporate cash management. And then I had the opportunity to capitalize on my educational background by going into pr the professional development area. And I was responsible for hiring consultants and various people over the years. And I realized, wow, they did pretty well. And the bank was going through a lot of changes. And I thought, well, why don't I just go off on my own? And I'm on the wrong side of this deal. And so I decided to go off on my own and focus on communication skills. That was really what I wanted to do. And I picked that because I felt that you could see changes in how people present in a short period of time. So if you're with them for a, a day or two, you can definitely see a change. Even in a couple hours in coaching, you can see a change. I specialized in the gamut of all the management skills, uh, sales, negotiations, project management, um, and they all have some element of communications, which of course education is all about communicating too. Today I really focus on and specialize 
in helping senior executives get their messages across in this overwhelming world where we are overwhelmed with information. Um, and it's been a fascinating thing to do because as technology has changed, I've had to change also, mm -hmm. which means that I have to learn all the latest and greatest. And also, uh, right now, I'm really focused on communicating in the age of information overload. You can't communicate now as you did 20 years ago. So I really focus on helping senior executives get their messages across in this age. And I save them time, make them look good, and hopefully they're effective. What are the technological changes that you've need, needed to learn about then? Well, the overhead projector went away. <laughs> Things like that. Yeah. Shocking. Yeah. The, and the fact that when we first, when I first started out, you were really responsible in a presentation for bringing in all the information that you wanted people to have. Now, it's all about the fact that you can get 200 pages very quickly, but trying to get one really good page of information is difficult. So that is why my tagline is communicating in the age of information overload. And it's trying to get rid of all the extra junk because now you have to focus your message. You really have to pick out the nuggets that people can remember in this very, very overloaded world. And so that things have changed tremendously. As a matter of fact, that's one of the reasons why senior people bring me in is because They've, in some cases, been told by their boards that uh, you talk too much. Mm -hmm. we, we, we don't have time to sit through all these messages, mm -hmm. you know, get something down. And also, uh, I have clients, one wonderful client who really knows how much time we can save just getting his message down quickly, getting his thoughts focused, and move on. Because people always have to do a lot more with a lot less mm -hmm. these days also. When you say information overload, expand on that a bit. Tell us more about what you mean. Well, everyone has a cell phone 24-7 by them. That's information that comes on, comes in. You get your uh, emails. You get your advertisements. You get television is 24-7. There's so many, I don't even know how many channels there are. There's so many channels right now. Um, and you're on all the time. People work. Mm -hmm. all the time. There isn't any nine to five anymore. So that's where we talk about information overload. You are always susceptible to information coming in. And so you're, if you're getting, you're trying to get your message across, you're competing with all of that. Right. You are in that mix. In that mix. Right. Mm -hmm. So you are competing with it. So your message now has to be very focused and you have to understand very clearly what your message is. Mm -hmm. Do you help them from that aspect as well, the branding aspect or the Well, I absolutely, marketing? I absolutely get out the ax and start chopping away at things and going back to, you know, what is your message? What do you want to get across? And is that really your message? Things like that to get them very focused. Do yes. you recommend that people review and edit before they put anything out? Well, I work pretty much on people giving their presentations, so we review and edit it a lot. And yes, I think with cell phones, I video everyone on a cell phone now. You can see yourself giving a presentation. You don't, there isn't anyone that has to appear giving a presentation that can't first video themselves mm -hmm. and see how they look and sound. Mm -hmm. 
That's a great idea. Yeah. Speaking in front of audiences. Mm-hmm. Yes. What is the name of your company? Uh, Cheryl Cornell. Cheryl C. Cornell. Corporate and Professional Training. Okay. Can we find you on LinkedIn? or? I am on LinkedIn. Yes, I am. Okay. All right. Great. Do you have a website that we can look at? I do not have a website. I've really had a lot of success with word of mouth. And uh, my clients are wonderful. And they sort of pass me on. And and I've, I've just been very, very lucky that way. Good for you. I've been doing it for a long, long time. Uh-huh. How long? Well, I started out in 1991 as on my own. Really? Yeah. So this has gone but not beyond the 11-year cycle. Yes, it has. <laughs> and I had to break out of that. <laughs> I celebrated on my 12th year. Moving oh, on. Yes. Let's, let's talk a bit, have you talk a little bit about the opportunities for change that have come your way as you've made these really significant shifts in, in career. And what has that change process been like for you? Well, I think one of the things that's very important is to realize that life is full of surprises and opportunities. And I have found something that's worked very well with, for me is to be open, to make sure that you're open, I'm open to ideas, changing careers with life changes. You know, uh, obviously your children grow up and move out, mm-hmm. things like that. And to be open because I found both in business and in, in fun that many things come through the back door. It's not what you're really working on or going for, but it's something that comes through some suggestion through the back door that has really led to some wonderful opportunities. And if you're open to those, that's great. If you shut those off, you'll miss out on a lot of great opportunities. You know, that's a a, a philosophy or a stance that some other guests that we've talked with have said, you, you must have a purpose. You must have a clear focus. You must stay driven toward that. And, and you're saying, yeah, but there's a back door here that thinks, yeah, have, a, have a, a goal or a purpose and be open to the unanticipated, the surprises. Yes, because life is so unpredictable. You just don't know what's going to happen in life. And we also are in such a changing work world. I mean, my gosh, when I started out, and I graduated from college in 1969, you had to have a career, and you stayed with that career. Mm-hmm. And if you moved around twice, you were shipless. Mm-hmm. But now, if you don't move around several times in your first five years, you're <laughs> a dinosaur. <laughs> dinosaur, yeah. So I really felt like you have to look forward instead of backwards, and you have to adapt. And I've found that I've had to do that both personally and professionally. Now, I'm not saying I don't second-guess things. Of course, it's hard, but I try very hard to stay in the now and look to the forward. Uh, I love what I'm doing, so I keep doing it. Uh, they, I made the, the decision to um, keep working. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm 72, and there's really no reason. I don't see any reason to retire. I certainly don't do it on the scale that I was doing before, but I love, I have some wonderful clients. Some of my clients are just wonderful conversations and challenges for me. Mm-hmm. And that really keeps my mind going. And I, and I, I have a wonderful, I learn a lot from them too. Mm-hmm. It helps to have wonderful children. And I have two fabulous children, a son and a daughter who have been much joy through childhood even high school, wow. college, and they are wonderful, wonderful, fabulous adults. 
Uh, they've married dynamic spouses. Both of them have married truly dynamic spouses. My son has uh, two children, my great, wonderful <laughs> grandchildren who smile, and that smile just says the world is right. <laughs> so, um, How old are they? Uh, my son is 38, and my daughter is 31. And, and your grandchildren? My grandchildren, Rory is four, and Maura is one. Delightful. So they'll both be uh, five and two in November. So, uh, and, and they all put up with my, uh, and embrace my adventures. So let's hear about some of those. Well, I, I wanted to say first that I truly find uh, that it has worked out so wonderfully for me to surround myself with really interesting people and interesting friends. And I've done that all my life. Uh, I started out with three very dynamic siblings. I have an older sister, myself, and a younger brother and a younger sister. I have an amazing, amazing friend of 50 years that is just a, a charm and a gem. I have friends that are over 30 years. We've been friends, and they're my inspiration. They are just so inspirational. And I've had wonderful friends along the way, too. And I've also had uh, some new friends that I've made, and it's so much fun to do that. I was invited last year by a fascinating friend to join her with 16 other people uh, in renting a villa in Italy, in Tuscany. <laughs> and I only knew one person and I went along and I had such a wonderful time and I've met some friends that I think will be friends for lifelong friends. They're just fun, wonderful people. And I belong to the village, the village Chicago, which has been a wonderful place for me to pe meet people locally. But I've heard older people say, I've heard them mention this in conversation, you know, as I've gotten older, I really already have my friends and my circle of friends. And I find that such a, a short-sighted view of life because I think they're really missing out on so much fun that you can get from having your old friends and your friends along the way. And I have a wonderful cousin too, has just been wonderful uh, with her very different ideas and things that she's ex exposed me to. But um, all of these people are so interesting. And, you know, that keeps, you got to keep on your toes when you're around interesting mm -hmm. people. And I love it. I absolutely love it. So, but. <laughs> I get the sense that you think many things and many people are wonderful, and that's a worldview that you, you you have, I think, and that you're an enthusiast about a lot of things. So travel being one, and talk a little bit about this upcoming adventure, your travel adventure. Oh, my upcoming adventure, my latest one is going to be that I'm going to China, and I'm going on a tour of China for... 10 days and uh, I'm a person that has lived their bucket list because many, many years ago I, may, I said you can't put things off, you just have to live them as you go along. So I, along with my family, have lived my bucket list and had a wonderful time. And uh, so I'm going to China, that is one thing that, that I still really wanted to do. I wanted to be able to walk on the Great Wall of China. Um, this all started, though, when I was in college. My parents moved to Paris between my junior and senior year of college. So my whole family moved. Uh, one sister was married, and then the rest moved. 
And this really made me a global person. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking when my dad was dying, what can I thank him for? And I really thanked him for mm -hmm. making me a global person. It changed my entire life and outlook on life. And, and I've worked to make my children global people too. Uh, I've made travel a real priority in my life. Uh, Paris is always a very special place to go back to. Mm -hmm. So that's been wonderful. And my family and friends all have travel bugs. So that's what we have in common. I have one word of advice when you're on the Great Wall. Do not look backwards. <laughs> I better write that down. <laughs> I made the mistake of looking backwards to see if my husband was doing all right. What happened? And I missed a step. Oh, no. And I went tumbling down, and I terribly sprained my ankle. Oh. This was the third day on the trip. Oh, gee. But yeah, I made it. I made it all the way through. You're my inspiration. Yes, so don't look backwards. So, of course, traveling without good food and good wine, mm -hmm. I think like so I would love to enjoy that, too. I think you mentioned skiing tap dancing or at least you mentioned that to me when we yeah. talked a while ago why are you doing that <laughs> <laughs> well i took tap dancing 400 years ago <laughs> when i was young and then i had the opportunity to take it again uh probably 10 years ago and now i take from uh, the chicago park district mm -hmm. offers a tap dancing class for people over 60 and we have a wonderful time. We have recitals. We have a mm -hmm. wonderful teacher. We've had good teachers all along, but we, we have a wonderful, wonderful teacher right now. And it really keeps you going. I mean, there's, I have to confess one thing. When you're younger and you take this, it's very easy to remember the next mm -hmm. step. <laughs> when you're older and you do this, somebody's got to call it out. It's much harder mm -hmm. to remember the next step. But you do get lost in the music. And it also is great for your health to do that. Mm -hmm. And skiing, it is the most magnificent feeling standing on the top of a mountain and beautiful and everything just listening to your heartbeat and then going down that mountain. My son and I skied down six miles once and it was just heavenly to do that. So, um, And it, it's such a wonderful vacation to take with the family. So we've taken many, many ski trips with the family. And as a matter of fact, in February, I'm taking my daughter, my son, and my grandson, mm -hmm. who will be five then. My son started skiing when he was five, mm -hmm. and my grandson will start yeah, skiing when wonderful. he's five, and we're going out to Colorado. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering, you, you are obviously blessed and have a wonderful life. You're doing so many exciting things for yourself and all. Do you ever think ahead to regarding the aging process or have you experienced anything that makes you take pause or think about the future besides not knowing the next tap dancing mm -hmm. step <laughs> that's right <laughs> um yes i think your 70s for me has pulled that out a little bit more i think the idea of well what are you putting anything off for becomes very much to my mind. I'm very, very thankful for what good health I'm in and good shape. Um, and I, but I think about that. I think it comes up. Unfortunately, you see obituaries with seven too many times as the first number, and mm -hmm. that starts weighing on you. But uh, I've had a philosophy of life that I 
think uh, I've tried to live up to, and that philosophy is this. Some people look at things and, that are and ask why. I dream of things that never were and ask why not. Mm -hmm. George Bernard Shaw said that, but I learned it when I was working on the Bobby Kennedy presidential campaign in the 1960s. Mm. And I've really tried to live by that. Um, so it's not always what you see in front of you or what someone's saying, but it's, well, why not try this? Why not try that? And I really thought it was, I love the idea and it's kept my life interesting. I'm not saying that I haven't had second thoughts, as I said before, or I uh, question some things or think about something. I've really been happy with trying to do that. And, and my friends are like that too. Mm -hmm. Right, you surround yourself with people who feel like you do and who are interested in life and what it offers and are continuing to think big. That's right, that's right. I think what you said about your cousin too, what I heard was not necessarily people that see the world as you see it or necessarily agree with everything that you agree, but they do, they think and they're active and they're inquiring, and they're positive. Right, I think that's very true with a lot of my friends. We've had you know, differing views on things. Many of us have similar views, but I feel that's how you keep being interesting, mm -hmm. is by having people that have some different views and having some wonderful conversations about that too. Mm -hmm. Right. Is there anything else, Cheryl, that you would like to share with our community? Well, I, I probably would want to go back and say two things. I love my philosophy of life of not always asking why, but asking why not. Mm -hmm. But I also think the idea of being open as you get older, I think people start closing down and closing doors. Um, I have found that staying open and uh, feeling like there's still opportunities and there's still exciting things to do have kept me going. I can't predict. Mm -hmm. I really can't predict what's going to happen. I can't predict, um, you know, issues that are going to arise. I can't, I can't predict what's going to happen, you know, how are things going. Describe how you've lived your life with the philosophy that you have. You have been rehearsing over and over again how to uh, deal with change, how to initiate change, things that, that surprises, I assume, have a kind of almost built-in way of confronting, dealing with, and maybe even embracing change. Yes, sometimes I go kicking and screaming, mm -hmm. and other times I'm there with, with open arms. <laughs> Great. Again, this has been a very fast-moving 30 minutes. We, um, we really appreciate you your being our guest, Cheryl, and sharing your enthusiasm and, I would say, wonderment about life. Mm -hmm. Yes. Very inspiring. Thank you. Yes, thank you for coming. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. Our weekly Wednesday podcast is only as valuable as you, our listeners, find it. Please share your thoughts on the show, add to the conversation, Subscribe, rate, and review it wherever you listen. And become an active participant in our Facebook community, Women Over 70. Please invite your younger friends, your family, your colleagues to join in. Our goal is to create an intergenerational conversation 
And if you know a woman over 70 who would be a great guest, please recommend her to us. See you on Facebook and next week on Women Over 70, Aging Reimagined. Thank you for listening to Women Over 70, Aging Reimagined. If you like what you've heard today, please subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen. In what ways are you shattering the myth that women over 70 are no longer relevant or visible? How are you celebrating aging? Join with us. Make your voice heard. Find us at womenover70.com.